Well, welcome. I hope you've had a great week. And what we want to talk about this week is your associations. So as you're moving up um, in your leadership ranks and you're wanting to uh, lead more people, then what's really important is that you um, take time to actually audit who it is that, uh, that you are associating with. And for me, this is a, a real passion of mine, is understanding that association has been absolutely key um, for me to move at the pace in which that I have moved over this last 10, 10 years. And, um, you know, at, I guess at, at the beginning um, of life, it's very important that we find a group of people that we feel great around and we stay within the averageness of that group. That's what's natural when we're at school, isn't it? At primary school, we don't want to stand out too much. We don't want to be too much at the top of the pack or too much at the bottom of the pack. Overall, we want to be kind of somewhere in the upper um, upper quadrant of acceptance within that group. And uh, and so there's a lot of cultural um, things that contextually can hold us back um, when we want to step up to become a leader. Because if you think about it, if one percent of people actually retire financially free then that's really going to put you at the top of that bell curve. And so you're not going to be in the pack anymore. And so association can be the one thing um, that can be the critical element as a couple to start to realise that this is the area that you can control. And I think, you know, I had a comment, one of my sisters very, very lovingly once said how average I was. And she was just commenting that, um, you know, I think there was something in the paper that had, you know, average statistics of when people got married and, you know, how many years they'd travelled and all these types of things. And, and she said, gee, Katie, that's you. Look at that. You got married at, you know, age 26 and you this and that and whatever. And um, it was just something, such an innocent comment that I kind of laughed at and thought, yeah, average, that's, that's me, that's who I am. And yet at, at a certain level in my identity, I repelled everything about that sentence. And so I actually went back and had a look at, you know, where was I actually? Um, if I had to rank myself, where was my belief around where I sat? And, um, you know, when I went back and, and thought about my graduating high school score and, you know, where I was within my corporate career, um, what I'd achieved in terms of results with sales and, and all that sort of stuff, I actually always sat within the top 10%. And I created this belief for myself at age um, about 27 that I was always in the top 10% of the group. And so it became clear to me that I needed to start associating in smaller groups that were achieving bigger things because naturally I would always rise to the top 10% of that group. And so it was just such a simple comment, but God love her, because it really set off a chain of events for me to start to really think about my identity of who that I wanted to be when I was associating. And so, you know, that was age 27. I think there was um, a handbook within the travel industry that, um, that recorded the top 100 um, consultants all over the planet and, uh, and ranked them. And I set a goal to be in that top 100 and um, remained in that top 100 for the five years that I was a, a travel agent. I would do whatever I could possibly do to make sure that I was at that top recognition ball that they would hold in Bali or Hong Kong or Singapore, wherever they were going for that year. 
um, with the big party with the top 10% of the company. So very, very significance driven when it came to, for me, around recognition. That's not everybody and I'm not even saying that's a good thing. Um, but certainly for me, I started to understand that when I was in those smaller groups, people acted and reacted differently under pressure. So associating with those top people, it became really clear that I could see for myself where my mirrors were within individuals. That some people were very relaxed around success and it was a game for them. Whereas for me it was always like a brutal match of, of competition and headaches and stress you know, to achieve those results. So therefore there were external motivators, they weren't internal motivators. And so if I hadn't have been associating at that level and understanding that a lot of what I was achieving was actually a mask, that looking like it was really smooth on the surface but swimming like crazy underneath to maintain um, simply that identity that I had of being in that top 10% which was the only acceptable identity that I would acknowledge. You know, so very, very clear then to understand that in the future years my association would pull me to the success um, you know that people look back on that would say would be my greatest successes and yet as an individual I'd say I probably fell into one of the most common traps of ever which was trying to look good on the outside but not feel great on the inside so I suffered from huge incongruencies around you know internal um, checks of success and you know I think that a lot of us have done that in the past um, so people might look at our marriages or our families and say, gee, you're just so lucky or, or you're so successful. And yet internally we think, well, what a joke. I mean, I almost feel like I need to justify the fact that that's just not true or that's not just the reality of what's actually going on. But our society teaches us to keep a happy face and, and to agree and say, yes, thank you. That, <laughs> yes, that's truth and uh, that's exactly how it is. And so, you know, for me there was an internal pull to actually align myself, to become that leader that was so transparent that I could be absolutely certain if I was sharing a story that was so from my heart that um, I could actually impact and transform people. And that's where I set my mindset that I would only associate with leaders that I aspired to be like, that I felt were congruent, that they held internal character traits that I aspired to be like and that they were very proud of, of their achievements, of, of what they'd had, and they didn't have any challenge sharing their success with others. So they were very abundant in that. And so it just means that, you know, who are you associating with? If you think about who you're spending, you know, more than 50% of your time with every single um, month as a couple, who do you choose to associate with? and have a look at a snapshot of the people that they associate with and, and just gauge for yourself is that where you want to be heading. Now it's not in any kind of a, you know, when I first heard these types of conversations with successful people when they said do audits, friend audits and, and all that sort of stuff, I thought they meant that I had to cut all those people out of my life. It wasn't that at all, it's just understanding that, you know, when we're with those people, we understand that they're supporters in our life and they're, and they're walking beside us we're not allowing those people to mentor and lead us because in our mindset when we're meeting them they're just fellow travelers on the journey they're not our leaders that we're that we're asking opinions of and those quality questions to decide what it is that we're actually going to do with our future 
So I hope that's you know just a little bit of clarity over uh, over the difference between there because I do still meet people that say oh well I had to cut those people off because that wasn't where I was heading or, or whatever and that's a real character trait in itself. I mean you know Kent and I both have friends still from primary school <laughs> that we are in contact with you know monthly. Um, however those people are not our mentors and so you know there's still a place for every single person that we've ever met within our sphere of influence and our circle of friends um, it's not about saying well every two years I have to chop and and you know let those people go and move forward I don't believe in terms of a fulfilling life you're going to get to the end of your life um, with your new bunch of you know six to ten friends at your funeral because you've burnt all the relationships as you've gone through your life um, wanting to simply just associate with who you believed at that moment in time you know were the best people to associate with so you know a bit of a strange lesson to come out now but I just think if you're going to be a leader uh, within business then you know and you're thinking that you want to um, settle at the top of 1% of, of couples retiring with more than $40,000 a year um, coming to you um, in the form of income then it's very very important that you understand that the people that are going to take you there and who you associate with have a certain mindset um, and abundance that surrounds them and so the closer that you can get in around that inner circle the more that you're going to be, be able to pick up those traits that we spoke about last week of confidence and, and work ethic, hard working um, traits where you realise that your ambitiousness, where do you see yourself within that group um, and how teachable are you when you're around those people. So for me when I, when I first really discovered this and I wasn't average, I was actually in the top 10% and you know, I started associating with those uh, mentors within that company I started to have a look at where they were 10 years ahead of where I currently was living and I didn't like what I saw. Okay, so the next thing that I'd ask is who you're associating with, find someone who's 10 years ahead, look at their lifestyle, their actual assets, portfolios, marriage, relationship with their kids, all that sort of stuff and actually gauge is that what you, you want, is that where you're headed. And um, you know, for me, it didn't take long to start to realise that um, that in actual fact that wasn't um, success to me. And so, you know, it opened up a space to be um, open to opportunities to shift. And so, having built a huge, you know, um, I guess network and, and knowledge, and, and having a natural talent in the travel industry, um, to wake up and realise that you know if I wanted to get really what it was that I wanted I had to change tracks I had to move off in a different direction brought up a few different emotions one being huge amounts of fear and uncertainty because if you change careers then there's that opportunity that you have to start in that bottom 10% again and so you know that can be a major challenge so I know that for some people when I have this discussion with them to say well just change what you're doing it's not an option because they mentally can't comprehend that they can change they are fixed in they are locked in their um, responsibility to their family financially won't permit them or allow them to change track to go and study to do what it is that they want to do but what I'd encourage is that you actually talk about it you know sit and talk about it in our relationship it was very clear that I was passionate about what I was doing every day um, in that competitive great field that I love to be in 
whereas um, you know for Kent he wasn't passionate about what he was doing it was a drag um, it drained him of energy it wasn't what he loved to be doing so for us it just made sense we've got to get him out of the workforce first he is the number one priority you know because if you want a happy life then you want both of you to be energized and doing what you love to be doing and so it wasn't about what the cultural standards said it was about when we associated with successful people um, you know you get clarity on what your game plan is and you stick to your game plan so you know we had to get my income level in my career to the point where we weren't reliant on any income coming in from Kent's side of things for him to be free and therefore any money that he contributed could go to travel for example now that incredibly lifts the energy on his contribution side of things so when he was going to a job every single day that was so challenging and, and really stretching his comfort zones he was learning new skills but at any time he could you know opt out if he wanted to opt out because that money wasn't absolutely necessary and then you know, until we started a family um, you know he could earn that income and we could enjoy that income but we knew we weren't reliant on that income that gives a huge amount of freedom as soon as um, there was a redundancy offer and we'd found out that we were having our first child we took that and um, had a wedding to go to in England extended and had six weeks around Europe you know so you can start to create lifestyle options once you're working as a team and you start associating with people who can teach you how to get the mindset to think at the next level and that's leadership okay that's that's all it is it's just really um, utilizing those character traits and walking in a direction of which you want to end up in, to that destination so the association part of it then um, what we started to realize was you know we needed to be around couples that were wanting the same things that we were wanting we needed to be around couples that in 10 years time had the lifestyle that we wanted to enjoy because if we started to um, read the same books they were reading you know have conversations quality conversations over dinner with them uh, map out plans and buddy up and achieve things go on holidays together um, then those types of things just seem to me um, to be common sense and yet I talk to people and, and they don't do these things so you know I took a week and went to um, like a big relaxation retreat in on the Gold Coast in in Brisbane um, you know in Queensland up on the Gold Coast hinterlands which was an organic retreat and did a seven-day detox and there I was associating with um, barristers and models and um, top entrepreneurs and business owners that had paid their however many thousand dollars for the week and um, and that whole business model was basically educating people at that level of how to get balance back in their life and so the associations that we met within that week were incredible because these were people that might have been 50 60 years old that were on the brink of you know having heart attacks or whatever that were told they needed a break and they went to this detox retreat and we had all of our gourmet food cooked for us you know six meals a day we learned the right portions of food um, up for qigong every morning then an hour hike and then um, you know Pilates or yoga or a cardio session before an education lecture and then you weren't allowed to do anything in the afternoon but spa treatments and just to really get your balance back for yin and yang and I learned there how much we are burning ourselves out and that when I was associating with these highly successful people they realized that they got to a juncture in their life that realized they had you know had no balance and um, and had 
a lot of them had experienced challenges within their relationships and um, or their health or their careers or, or lots of different things. So you can associate with people through just going where you know those people go. And that week was an incredible eye-opener. Um, a majority of the women there had never taken a week out from their children since they were born. You know, and I had two children under two and um, you know and they were just saying Look, do this as a favor to yourself every single year from now on that's what I would have changed I would have taken one week out for myself and just been able to top up my energy so that I was clear um, so association is key when you're around mentors or women that have walked a path because they have that wisdom we talked about and so I'd encourage you know all the dads to know how to cope for a week um, you know and then you're free you're both free and that was the asset we have within our relationship is that I can go away for a week and have absolutely no um, worries that there's going to be any challenges because my husband can absolutely cope with routine and know what needs to happen with the kids and when and you know his mum can fly over from New Zealand <laughs> you know or whatever it is to to be there to support and that's great and then he can have a week off and go fishing with his dad or go to the MotoGP or whatever he was and have a full week you know so really encourage each other to um, to go and have that time to spend with the quality people that you want to be spending time with because that association is absolutely critical it is the key thing um, that you will redefine your leadership when you get some time and space to think about it and it takes time to unwind it takes a full day or two to even um, get out of your busy routine it takes two days then to completely relax and a couple of days to then um, renew and then you know a couple of days to get back into it so there's your week so we started running leisurely weeks where we would just take the women away and they these women are all business owners and they would associate um, we'd sit around usually in our pajamas until 11 o'clock just drinking cups of tea and chatting and everyone just having their breakfast or, or whatever but you know we might only have one activity for the day because for the women they just want to sit around and be they just want to be together when we ran it for the men they had activities scheduled you know every hour on the hour to keep them busy because that that's what they wanted and there was a lot of business done um, a lot of physical challenge achieved um, driving fast cars climbing mountains doing um, exercise all sorts of things having um, you know competitions with the uh, Nintendo Wii whatever they were doing they were busy 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 so you just realize that you know as couples we're so different you know women like to do things differently than men like to do things how long since you've been away with other like-minded couples you know and just taking a holiday with three different couples or or whatever it is that you need to do um, to be around the people that you want to hang around long term and um, you know that's what I find is that every quarter we do a planning session we take the top um, business owners uh, that we have been working with we put them all in a room together and so they share each other's experiences they celebrate each other's successes and they hear each other's um, challenges and and help each other to move to the next level association is key we're developing those networks and those friendships amongst people um, because we know that those people that are going on that running track generally can't find others that are similar to them within their initial circle of friends that they had from high school or from their careers um, so you know find yourself a network of people that you feel comfortable with 
that you can associate with regularly on a weekly basis that is going to hold you accountable um, to take you to where you want to go without a doubt. And so, you know, the critical thing that when you start to realise that, you know, what is it that you need to be doing um, with these people that you're associating with? And for me, it's linking in. You need to link in and, and be able to um, have some common interests, have uh, some business opportunities that you might be sharing or, or whatever it is that you're doing, um, but to have a reason for why it is that you're catching up. We're running a boardroom currently with um, you know, some key uh, leaders within our organisations that we're saying want to fast track to be in that top 1%. And so weekly they have to achieve their daily tasks to be able to be eligible for those sessions. And it's just a way to be able to um, have a group session where people are connecting in and being accountable to each other on an honesty system and um, starting to build, once again, those little associations um, that are going to take people you know, to the next level is really important. And so when we're talking about wisdom, it's having a place that you can actually go and share your experiences with. And so in the beginning when I was talking about aligning internally to externally, sometimes the questions we need to ask in, in these forums are a lot more personal. And, uh, and a great example was one of the, um, the girls had been criticised by her best friend for, for taking the track that she was taking and, and picking new associations and people that she was hanging around. And um, you know, one of the, the people in that group had said, oh, you just got to forget what your friends think. And, uh, and you just got to do what you want to do. And for me, I could really sympathise with that person because my dynamic or my wealth dynamic or uh, my disc profile or whatever is all about people and this girl's was as well. And so just recognise that having a, a panel of mentors or a group of mentors is good also. Because in that group situation, I was able to say, you know what, that hurts, doesn't it? It really hurts. Um, but what you've got to recognise is now you are the ambassador as a leader and how you react and you respond to criticism is now going to shape and transform their opinions of wealthy leader based people. And so if you care too much about what people think and you're just you know too sensitive in that sense and you stop doing what you believe you want to do because somebody knocks you off track then you're just proving that you're not a leader. Now that, that's challenging to hear, but it's so truthful in essence, is that you know leaders get to a point where they have to have very soft heart but a thick skin. And, you know, and they have to be able to communicate in a way that isn't um, you know, reactive. It has to be thought out and it has to be with poise. And that only comes with wisdom. You're not gonna have that as a 19 year old or a 20 year old. And you know, certainly I've lost a lot of um, credibility in the marketplace in the past from having toxic responses when I've been personally hurt or, or injured. You learn after a period of time when you go over it and over it in your head, I should ask a better question next time. I really should um, put that spotlight back on that person from character wise instead of taking things so personally. But in the beginning, that is a very challenging path to take. So I'd just say when you're associating with, with people, um, just recognise that there will be a panel of mentors that based on their different frequencies of their wealth dynamic might be very steel energy and they don't honestly care what people think. What an asset, that would be wonderful. However, they have the more challenge connecting with people. 
So that's their challenge to get over. For those of us that really, really care what people think, uh, that is our challenge to get over, is to be able to realise we want to multiply our, our results, but we're constantly wanting to be people pleasers. And we all have our challenges that we have to overcome. So it's just important that um, as we grow our associations with people that we start to develop our individual mentors of who we want to be like and what it is that we're wanting to, um, you know, to give but also to receive and set a pace for where you want to be at. So for me, if I knew that I needed, wanted or allowed myself to be in the top 10%, and then I just needed to keep on finding inner circles that to get in the top 10% were more and more elite. And so as my career started to, to change and to transform, I was constantly looking for opportunity where there were groups of people that had um, you know, access to um, leadership if they were in that top group. And so it became really clear when I found those environments for me what felt like home for me and I just encourage that, that that is the next part of the homework that you have is to you know really define who you're going to associate with. Um, I've been into networks that um, you know that are, are very expensive networks and you assume that because they're expensive that they are elite and it's not true. That's not true at all. Um, you know, often the least expensive ones that I've been to that are work ethic based or integrity based, um, you really do find the, the critical um, elements there that you're looking for within the mentors. And so um, just be aware that, you know, if you get a network offer that's, you know, $10,000 because it's for this, this and this, uh, that you really want to do your research and you want to check it out because it doesn't necessarily mean that um, you're going to find what you're looking for within there just because it has a huge price tag. And I've certainly done lots of courses that, you know, up to the $20,000 mark um, for a week and um, been quite disappointed at the end of it that I've found that, you know, the leadership or, or the people that are speaking don't actually live the principles that they're teaching or they certainly haven't achieved what my definition of success is. And then I've gone to things for a couple of hundred dollars and stumbled across somebody with absolute character integrity that I've thought I'll, I'll follow them to the end of the earth. That's who I want to be like. So, um, so that's the other thing as well is when you're looking for your associations is uh, to have that first, that definition, that clarity. So if we go through this, you know, these previous sessions that we've looked at, you really want to, you know, define and understand who are the mentors for you. Um, be clear on, on what it is that you're wanting to achieve, so have that crystal clarity. Um, you're wanting to be leveraging for profit, so always looking at that end result. If I'm going to put in this much work, you know, can you assure me that if I'm teachable and that I follow this process that I'm going to get this result? And certainly for my clients on, on business coaching programs or franchising or whatever it is, we need to be certain that then we are making sure as leaders and as mentors that we're keeping progress and, uh, and being accountable um, progressively for that person's success because they're trusting they're trusting us. And so that's what we're going to move on to in this next part of the, the process um, as a couple is to understand, you know, how do you stay accountable getting those results? And, um, you know, you want to keep the energy as high as you possibly can um, for you to succeed. And the best way that you can do that is to actually just understand each other, um, to 
associate with people that give high energy. Um, we just decided this year we wanted a whole fresh group of people to add to our already fantastic um, network of, of friends and we really wanted to um, you know just make some new contacts and some have some new lunches or some dinner experiences with people that were headed in the same direction as us so we just opened up the possibility of meeting some some other like-minded leaders and it was amazing um, some of the new people that have just come into um, um, into our um, associations and things like that that we're really clicking with really connecting with so you know be a person of integrity get that internal um, feeling congruent with the external feeling so that when you are associating with people you can be transparent. That would be my number one piece of advice in, in this section is that if there are any areas where you're not being completely honest with yourself, you're not proud of who you are, where you've got to, um, then just go back and, and fix that up. Um, if you're associating with somebody, even if they're family members and they're pulling your energy down and they make you feel bad or whatever, you need to go back and address that. You need to find out where that stemmed from, where it started from, and you need to have that conversation. So you need to get some mentoring over how to have that conversation, when to have it, um, who should be there, because sometimes those conversations don't actually have to happen in the flesh. They are just internal things that need to happen with yourself. And, um, and you know then that you eliminate the amount of passengers in your life that are really just, you know, traveling along your journey, waiting and watching. Um, just as well as you know any victims that are hanging around you as well that you feel that you have to associate with so really important just to cut that baggage from here on in for this program um, you know we've just hit the halfway mark so in this following um, six months we're really wanting to get some traction with how you're synergizing as a couple and working well as a couple and so it's really important that if there's any of these areas that you feel okay that you can um, that you can work together as a team to increase your ability to be able to connect more with with people of like mind. So uh, that's your challenge. I hope you accept it and uh, have a fabulous week. Bye for now.